0: Hey everybody, this is Mel. And this is Jill. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Hey, Jill. Hi, Mel. How's it going? What's going? Sorry, I was taking a drink of my uh, Topo Chico Tropical Mingo Hard Seltzer. Not sponsored. (laughs)
1: Hashtag
0: not sponsored.
1: (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. I love
0: those Topo. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love Topo Chico.
1: I need to try it because it's been suggested to me now a couple of times. I recently, I've tried White Claws before and they're okay. They're not great. I, like I don't love them; they kind of feel syrupy in my mouth, so I don't really like it. But um, I recently had a high noon, and I really liked those. Um, but mm. not the sweet flavors, because again, it's like syrupy to me. I don't know. I like the I like the um, citrus. I feel like it's really, it's yummy. But um, Topo Chicos are on my list, so.
0: Uh, I really like the Topo Chico's. I think White Claw just tastes like carbonation. Like there's no real flavor
1: to a lot of White Claw's. But there is, to me, it's like, I, I don't know how to, it's not a pleasant flavor.
0: I feel like white claws are just the alcoholic versions of lacroix where like lacroix tastes like the fruit it says on the because it like at one point in manufacturing might have been in the same room as that fruit cuz they don't taste like
1: anything. See, I disagree because I used to well, I used to drink a lot of hard seltzer, not hard seltzer. Um LaCroix. Not LaCroix. No, see, that's... flavored sparkling water. Sparkling water. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Because it's not... It's not seltzer either. It's not the same thing. Um, Sparkling water. My favorite brand was Walmart. (laughs) And their lime flavor. Oh, my God. It was so good. Like Great Value. Yeah. No, it wasn't Great Value. But it was... It was the Walmart brand. Like, I don't... I can't remember what it was, but it, they're like always fucking sold out. I even, I would even try to order it online and it was always sold out. So I've kind of given up. We'd stop drinking it cause it's just really hard to find and not every brand tastes the same. And some of them mm-hmm. like LaCroix, which is partially why I don't drink them is they have minerals in them. And a lot of people end up with like kidney stones and shit. So mm. yeah. So I'm good on. I, I try to do those sparingly, but I like the ones that are just literal carbonated water. The, those are my favorite. Like the, the I, it satisfies the, the bubble, satisfaction from soda or like a beer. The carbonation, I like that. So it, it does that without all the sugar and shit. So fair, fair, yeah.
0: yeah it, I just. <laughs> Don't it's in dec- the carbonated drinks anyway.
1: It's one of those things that like you kind of almost have to force yourself to do it. It's like trying to make yourself drink black coffee. You know what I mean? You just kind of got to power through not drinking soda and then you just kind of go with it. So, that's my advice anyway. Yeah, I
0: have an occasional Diet Coke, and that is about the mo- amount of soda I drink.
1: I have the occasional Coke. Now, although I will say I've had probably more in the last year or two than I usually do, but I'm trying to kind of back out because it's just like terrible for you. So Mm. hence switching to things like high noon and instead of beer. Yeah, but beer is so good. Oh, I know. It's like, it's just refreshing to me Mm -hmm. and I like wine, but I can't have, like, more than a glass or two at most. And it's not that, like, I want to go get wasted or anything, but, you know, if we're hanging out with friends, like, I'm not going to have over a several, like, hour period. Like, I don't want to have a bunch of wine. Like, I'm going to hate myself the next day. And I usually don't have that problem with beer unless unless I go to the local craft brewery. There was one time... I like their sours. They mm-hmm. it's real, They have this um, line called Fruit Sequence. And um, it's really yummy, but they do different flavors and stuff. And there was one time it hit me real hard. I only had two and I was vomiting. Like I had like chugged a six pack. Yeah. Oh my God. Because the alcohol content is so high on them sometimes. Like I think it was like you know the kind of the mixture of everything i don't think i i don't think i'd eaten anything that day either so it was like an empty stomach situation and it just like hit hit me like a ton of bricks it's terrible
0: yeah i have only vomited from drinking one time and that was because i mixed cold medicine with going out and singing karaoke with a bunch of friends (gasps) And I was doing jacked in. Like I was doing shots of Jack. I tell you on what. Top
1: of drinking beer. I tell you what. I don't recommend that. I was gonna say, you know, I used to like totally blow that off. Like mixing medication and and alcohol. I have learned my lesson. I remember one time I had, I was sick and I was on antibiotics. It wasn't even like a regular daily medication, it was just antibiotics. And I had a few glasses of wine at dinner and i lost my mind like i don't like it was like flipping a switch it was bizarre so i it, i guess it impact it can like impact your the way you metabolize the alcohol so it was just like way worse yeah Ugh. it's the only
0: time i've ever gotten like quote blackout drunk because when i was on Dayquil and drinking at the same time yeah I don't remember most most of that night, but John was there, so I was fine.
1: I made some poor choices when I was younger. Like, I drank too much sometimes. It, But it was kind of the culture here in the U.S., you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gr- binge drinking is how you drink. And, mm-hmm. like, it took me up until probably the last, like, 10-ish years to learn, like, that's not... You know, it, no, yeah, like only I would say the last five years, like I've really almost pretty much quit drinking. Honestly, like I rarely do anymore.
0: I I drink more now than I ever have in my life. <laughs> I would say, but I drink very responsibly. I don't yeah. drink every day. I like I don't drink like in high volume, but I no. do like today. M- So John works weird schedules and sometimes he works pretty late. And so he wasn't going to be home until like after seven. And so I, like, as I was cooking dinner, got myself a Topo Chico. Yeah. Cause it's the weekend and. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's not like I'm getting smashed every night. No. I have to like, No. No, but I think like John always makes this joke because like he'll have like a beer every night when he comes home from work just because he likes the taste Mm -hmm. of beer. And he's like, yeah, on paper, people would classify me as an alcoholic. But I'm like, but you're you're not an alcoholic. No, He's been I think I've seen him drunk like maybe twice in the entire time I have known him. That's crazy like he doesn't ever get drunk yeah he drinks every day but it's like when he gets home from work and yeah it's with dinner like it's never like this crazy like it's never like an abusive kind of thing it's not an unhealthy relationship by any means
1: i used to i used to drink with like a couple beers at dinner every night And then, like I said, like the last five years, I really like kind of fell off from it. Mm -hmm. And then I think, honestly, and I don't mean this in a bad way, like when you and I record, we, I will have, it's like going out and hanging out and having drinks with friends. So I think that that would be at least partially partially why I've drank a little bit more in the last, probably, I don't know. Since we started doing like this, six months, six months, yeah,
0: yeah, yes, people. We started recording before
1: we started putting anything out because we wanted to not suck. Well, and like you know, we wanted to be able to have content ready to go too. That was the yes, yeah.
0: which that was the goal.
1: We did. We used no. We used it all up. Yeah, we used it all up, and I think we're. We're on a decent schedule. Yeah, we're good.
0: We're good. Okay, I do have a
1: question, a couple of questions for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are some these could are you... these are these are the fun, interesting questions.
0: hmm Would you rather have a van that could teleport you anywhere you wanted to travel to? And that also means through time or would you want a magical ring that when you touch it to a book, you absorb all of the knowledge inside that book?
1: That is a very easy answer. Hands down the van. Hands <laughs> down around. Yeah. 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 I'd probably agree with you because can you imagine knowing everything, the anxiety Oh my god! No, thank Girl, you. I'm not going to touch it on a lot of books. I'm going to touch it on like
0: stuff I care about, and that's about it.
1: I can't help myself. I Google too much.
0: <laughs> you do doom, doom scroll. I did. If there was a championship in doom scrolling, mm-hmm. you
1: would be a contender. I know. It's it's I. Mm. I have zero defense against it because (laughs) you're so right. It's I really try to actively not do it, though. I there are times where I'm like, I really got to stop doing this. And like, I have to put myself in check.
0: Yeah, you doom scroll.
1: I do. Pretty hard. That's why, like, that's why today I finished the outline for the whole book. You do. (laughs) because i was like i can't do this or i'm gonna end up with a fucking migraine <laughs> she's like i'm
0: literally am on the edge of a migraine i'm about to doom scroll i need something else to do i was like go mm-hmm. finish the outline for silver flame
1: hell yeah yeah but i was like can i because i know you like to do things and i was like i don't want to like jump on toes We are
0: equal partners and i moving is fun do you know how <sighs> much laundry i have done
1: Girl, I don't
0: envy you so much laundry. I might be. I'm working on my ten thousand steps, not in a row, just up and down the stairs with all the laundry. Ugh. Because my laundry machines are downstairs, and my linen closet and
1: my bedroom are upstairs. I will tell you what, <sighs> if I ever build a house with a second story, that's gonna be one thing that I will definitely do. If the bedroom, if wherever the master bedroom. There's the laundry room is going to be connected to the, the closet.
0: Oh, I've seen house designs where you can get
1: to the laundry room through the master closet. Yep. Okay. So this is going to sound super creepy. <laughs> My neighbors. <laughs> so while their house was being built, we would go over there all the time until they started locking it up. Um, but so like. As weird as this sounds, like I don't know what it looks like anymore, obviously since they've moved it and and stuff, like. But we would walk around, so I know the layout of their house like very fucking well. And they have one a huge closet, which I really love. But it was connected to the laundry room, which had a huge mudroom, like a like a a big basin sink and stuff. And I was like, this is what I would love in my house. I don't have the right layout. I don't have the right floor plan mm-hmm. to do it, but god, I would love that.
0: Yeah, our laundry room is off the garage. It's not like exciting, but it same, is large with a same. lot of storage.
1: We were actually at Lowe's today looking at cabinets to put above our laundry or above the washer and dryer in a laundry room. Problem is, is we mm. have um it's like I think there's a the, it's like 11 foot ceilings. Mm. So I can't put regular size cabinets in there. There's too much space. So I either need to like double them up, which mm-hmm. I could do, or get the extra tall cabinets, which they don't really, because you can go, they have those like, you know, cabinets that you can like paint and chit yourself. Mm-hmm. The uh, unfinished. Yes. Thank you. That's what I was looking for um the unfinished cabinets at Lowe's so but they just don't have the right sizes and it's like we're trying to figure out the best configuration and it's one of, it's like on the to-do list in in the laundry room so
0: yeah we didn't get cabinets over the washer and dryer because i was concerned about the washer because we have the pedestals for our washer and mm-hmm. dryer and I was concerned about them not fitting under the cabinets because <laughs> I'm not getting rid of my pedestals. John and I are both very tall and I'm not leaning down that far to do fucking laundry. I'm just not. I'm just not doing it. Um, so it's just like an open cat, like shelf above them. But there's like a little tiny cabinet next to them. And then there's a full wall of lower cabinets and then two like hanging cabinets on the opposite wall from the washer and dryer. So I have plenty
1: of storage in my laundry room. I hate you. The literal only space is above the washer and dryer. Because it's a galley into the garage. That's mm. it. That's the only spot. So. Yeah.
0: We made intelligent choices when we had this house built. Like,
1: Well, I bought a brand. Like, I bought a new build. I got zero Input on anything. The builder had already ordered everything. He doesn't he doesn't usually work with buyers. He usually builds it and then sells it as is because he doesn't like people, which yeah. Fair. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) um, but you know, and he'll like move into the houses if if they don't sell right of the way, which is fine. But then they're gorgeous fucking houses. But there are there are things that I would have done differently. In, mm. in the house if if i had had an option so yeah
0: but i have one more question for you all right and i feel like you and i are gonna have differing opinions on this let's hear it if for whatever reason you had to live in a cage for the rest of your life would you want the bars to be horizontal or vertical horizontal wrong no no <laughs>
1: incorrect I'm sorry vertical clearly vertical okay so initially that would have been my yes because that's how they are right that's how you would picture it but I said I, I say horizontal only because like if I'm leaning on it I can lay my arms like on it but if they're horizontal I can't really do that you mean if they're vertical that's what I meant if they're vertical, I yeah, can't I really do that. No. I also, just, it would obstruct my view less. It is an equal amount of view
0: obstruction. And you probably have a view of nothing if you live in a cage.
1: I mean, if there are bars, you're looking at something. Yeah, but it's
0: not anything you need to have a good view. It's not like you have an oceanfront view from your cage. You don't know that?
1: You don't know that? In, in, what about the people who were in I, Azkaban? They were on a fucking island. Maybe they had a view of the ocean. They probably didn't have windows.
0: They didn't probably have windows. You don't know let's that? Let's be honest. You know, in my head canon, no windows in Azkaban. Mm. Well, uh, I don't know. Just saying.
1: What about... No yeah, what about knows. Game of Thrones?
0: There's a perfect example. One person's dungeon does not ma- can't, Like, no.
1: No. There was that one, like, in the... I cannot even remember the name of the fucking kingdom. It was the one with the crazy sister who was, like, uh, all over uh, Littlefinger. Oh, um, the Vale. Yeah. Yeah. With the crazy open dungeon. Like... Yeah, yeah, but that was
0: so that they could note that they could potentially fall to their death at any moment. Does not it, because it was pretty. I
1: know, not well. Obviously, not because it's pretty. But the point is, is like, they are there. You don't know that you don't have something to see.
0: I'm going to argue that horizontal and vertical bars do are, why are good at obstructing
1: your view. Why are vertical better? Why is vertical better?
0: Because it cre- makes you. F- gives you the illusion that your sail is taller that your little cage that you have to live in is taller and not shorter and longer nobody wants a longer you want taller you want to have the mental illusion of having more headspace
1: what's the benefits
0: so you don't like freak out from claustrophobia i know but then what
1: if i can't but but i still can't see anything
0: Oh you can't see anything with horizontal either. Yes, you can't because no, you just scared. stand there. You don't have to
1: like move this way. You just
0: stand there. Because you can't put your face between
1: the fucking bars. I mean you can oh, but what look, if they're like oh, too no, small and no, you know, don't like, have like what noticed. if you could, no? what if you can only see like one eyeball at a time. Well, you could. I can make that same argument about horizontal. No, because if if you can only see... If the width is that you can only see a little bit at a time, it's horizontal, so it'll go across both eyes. But like they're
0: not going to have it to be that close together. The just bars. Say, they're not
1: going to spend that much money on the metal
0: for the these bars on your cage. They don't care that much. But
1: if they're... Okay, let's they're, say the slats... Let's say the slats are three inches apart, okay? And that's just enough for you to see. If it's horizontal right? That you can, your whole eyeball fits in between that space. But if it's vertical, you can only have one at a time. You can't see them both. I don't, I only need one at a time,
0: honestly, because if I'm living in a cage, I don't really give a fuck about the outside world. It's probably shitty anyway. Do
1: you wear glasses? Yes. Okay.
0: How bad is your eyesight? (laughs) <laughs> Not very. I literally only wear them cuz I have an astigmatism in my right eye. Okay. Maybe that's why.
1: So like because when you can trust me, like if you like legit can't see, can't see without it, like it's frustrating. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Cuz I'm blind as a fucking bat. It's so bad. I can't see without my contacts or my glasses. So it's frustrating. So I can only imagine having to go one eye at a time. Plus, like if you live that way the rest of your life, you're gonna like fuck up your neck too.
0: I live in a cage. You know, I'm 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 not gonna really stress about if my neck gets fucked up at you this. You will
1: point. when your whole body hurts. My whole body's gonna hurt
0: anyway. There's <laughs> probably no amenities in said cage. I'm probably sleeping on the floor. On a hard concrete floor. Like, let's be honest, my life already sucks.
1: I think you're just wrong. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I mean, we're going to have to agree to disagree because I think I am right.
1: Okay. Agree to disagree.
0: (laughs) Should we talk about the book? Yeah. Let's get into it. So we left off at chapter 32 which is where Asriel, Cassian, and Nesta go into the Bog of Orid to go find the mask, which is one of the dead trove items. And they get there, and it is um, horrible there. The water is pure black. Everything smells like bad and like Death and like the atmosphere is just like completely still. There's no bugs, there's no birds, there's no chirping, there's no, there's none of that like signs of life in this, in this bog. And it's just like creepy.
1: It reminds me like it, I'm sure I am mixing books in my brain here and movies. And like all of this but I, I cannot remember the name of it it might be never-ending story or it might be something different there's a kid and a horse and they get that's st- never-ending story is it okay they get stuck in a bog right mm-hmm. is it a trail and he has, is that the
0: horse's yeah, name yeah his horse a trail behind yes. and everyone cried
1: hysterically There it is. yes okay <laughs> the horse yeah. lives spoiler alert but yeah Th- like, that is what I was picturing, like, very bleak and still.
0: Y- yeah, it's a um, terrible, horrible place. So they start to, like, go into this bog, though, because they have to find the the mask. It's what they're there to do. And the mist and the fog is just, like, making them all feel kind of claustrophobic. It's, like, terrible. And then Nesta feels something. And Cassian goes to turn to Az. And Az isn't there. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, so then they start to look for Az. And they come across the missing soldiers from the Autumn Court. Um, But they're not okay. No they're not okay they're fucked up and they start attacking and so cassian drops nesta up in a tree because that was a great idea not a big fan of this plan cassian and he goes back because he's still trying to find as. and it's been a minute and nesta decides to get out of the tree like what was nesta gonna do how, how is she going to get... She doesn't have wings.
1: She doesn't even have a weapon on her. What the fuck is she going to do? Great question. Her and Pharaoh, like both of them, make some really impulsive decisions at some very inopportune it. times.
0: It's They're the worst at just not following directions when they really, really, really needed to follow direction. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ, just
0: fucking follow directions in your life just do what i told you to do i am not trying to be mean i'm trying to keep you not dead yeah but no they insist on trying to keep you know make themselves be dead very annoying so she's afraid that cassian is hurt and as is uh also hurt And she thinks for some reason that they might have been hit by, like, an ash arrow, which can be fatal to Illyrians and to Hyphae. So she she climbs out of the tree and she starts to walk and she hears this voice. She starts to run towards it. And I'm like, I feel like this is, like, fantasy, novel...
1: Scary movie rule number one. Don't follow the voice in the forest. I Like, oh my God. I was screaming, at, like, in my brain, screaming at her, like, what are you doing? It's just like, exactly. It's just like the scary movie where you're like, don't go in there. Don't go in there.
0: Oh, God. You know this bog is full of crazy shit. Crazy bad shit. You are unprepared for this entire situation and you're just gonna like i don't know wander into the woods and follow the first voice you hear like has she never read a fairy tale like she, does
1: hansel and gretel not exist in prithian no No, it doesn't because what's her face went into the fucking gingerbread house. So no, it doesn't. Like, come on. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Favorite went into the gingerbread house. She shoved the witch in the oven. Come on. I mean, literally. Yes. (laughs) So.
0: Okay. So. New task for Feyre and Nesta is after these experiences in the middle, I need them to write Hansel and Gretel. Go a read. Prithian version. Yeah, Go make go, Grimm's go Mother Goose.
1: <laughs> Prithian's version of Grimm's fairy tales.
0: Oh my god.
1: <sighs> Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> the Archeron sisters instead of Grim the Grimm brothers?
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Oh
0: my god. Oh my god. Anyways, we are so sidetracked. <laughs> um so she gets to this like a little bit of water between like the dry parts of land and she looks into the water and it's like a mirror it's like that still and that like reflective and she sees a pair of dark eyes looking back at her (laughs) Dun-dun-dun.
1: That's not creepy (laughs) at all. So she
0: tries to get away from whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. It it works not at all. It jumps out of the water, and it drags her into the water,
1: kicking and screaming. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what... I mean, I'm getting, like, this sounds... (laughs) literally like thinking this is all popping into my head Uh, it's like a siren like that's what you get for following the voices suck you down into
0: (laughs) sucks you into the under the water and attempts to kill you so she's holding her breath and she figures out that this is a Kelpie she like read about in a book and she's trying to get away but it just continues to grip her her harder and to the point where like it kind of realizes that she needs oxygen and she describes it as quote kissing her but it's essentially like giving her air as it drags her deeper and deeper into the bog gross yeah disgusting Uh, while all of that is happening Cassian and Azrael are taking care of the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs Autumn Court guys
1: yeah the um undead army
0: (laughs) yeah it's not great um so they take care of all of the quote unquote undead autumn court soldiers and they go to get nesta from the tree they cassian left her in Uh, except she's not there surprise surprise one of the archer ancestors
1: didn't do what they were told
0: i mean at I least Kel- favorite had the argument of she's good in a fight and not much else favor is not even good in a fight right now No, or Nesta's not even good in a fight right now well she's she's literally useless right now yeah 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 she literally got drug into the bog by a kelpie without much effort for out of the kelpie. It was like, hey, come over here. And this is like, cool, sure. hang on. Let yeah. me run on over. I'll be right there.
1: Two seconds. Fucking dumbass. Like, so genuinely. Stupid. Would you do that? Would you if you were in a bog, are you going to walk towards the voice? Truly. I wouldn't do it if it were, I
0: was in a well-lit Target parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs>
1: oh my absolutely god absolutely not especially do you remember when we lived in barstow <laughs> oh my god and the walmart oh you did oh. not go to walmart after night after night nope. time in barstow
0: no if the sun was down you did not go to wally world Mm-mm. no 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 i wonder if the new one's any better i don't know Anyway, we digress. Um, so <laughs> we're going to do that a lot, guys. Just be be prepared for that. Anyways, um, so Ness is still in the bog being drugged down by the Kelpie. She's not having a good time. And she's thrashing about and she's like dragging her hands and she's feeling like the bones in the armor from dead soldiers in the bog like (gasps) thank you so gross um and the kelpie tries to stop her from doing this and her hand grasps onto something like and it's the fucking
1: mask Like, but what are the
0: odds? Oh, it's all
1: intentional. But like we just said. Both of us would not have gone towards the voice. This is dumb. But okay, so then let me ask it this way. Is it the Kelpie that she's hearing? Or is it? the mask that it's called the mask is calling to her. I think it's the mask. I think it's the the mask too. Oh, whoopsies. Yes. I think she just, it got it. The Kelpie was in the right place at the right time. Or
0: the Kelpie knows the mask and what it'll do. And it'll call to, to people who could, who have been M capital made like capital M made and but he what just hangs out
1: what but what does that do for the kelpie oh it brings him food yeah well okay i mean but i feel like the kelpie is like a little bit I, more okay. like they they have more brains than that it's not like so it's like it Okay,
0: know. here's how I think of it. The mask is the one ring of power. The Kelpie is Gollum. Go- okay. Yeah. I like that. That's how I envisioned it. That makes I, sense. That's how I envisioned it. Okay. okay. I'm so glad that that reference worked
1: for you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Can we do a real quick digress? I know. I just like, I apologize if that was very loud in your ears, people. My bad. Um, I'll turn it down. It's fine. This so like just triggered a a thought in my head. Um, Did you guys see the anchor or did you see the anchor who said something about how like she's a Trekkie because they're less woke than Star Wars because Star Wars has a new like the new director is female or something like that? No. Okay. so I don't care so much about that, but like the part that I was like, oh, honey. So she says, she says like I'm a trekkie, and she like puts her hands up like this, like this uh, for the th- the live long and prosper. Yeah, but here's the problem: she had her po- her palm was facing inward, which no, is not that's wrong. It's exactly exactly. So it's like, bitch, you are not a trekkie, and you just gave yourself away to <sighs> everyone. Someone fed I her mean- that line and told her to put her hands like that. It's like, because no actual, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not a, like, and, and you know, like, don't get me wrong. I like Star Trek. I do. I actually love the new movies. Like I, I didn't watch the show, but like the movies I love, um, but I wouldn't consider myself a Trekkie, but even I know that that's not the correct way to do that. So you just outed yourself as it not being an actual Trekkie. And also like Star Trek, like was very liberal oh a thousand percent like i didn't even want to go into it she's like she, she, again she's (laughs) just dumb on every (laughs) level because if you knew anything about the show like from the get-go like so the show for like Old, the old one, not From the movies.
0: Sixties one with William Shatner. Exactly,
1: exactly. They ha- I want to say they, if I'm not mistaken, they had like the first interracial kiss on kiss on television.
0: Yes, yeah. They have, like, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Lieutenant Uhura was like the first like really prominent African American female character on yeah. television in a not like intentionally targeted towards that community show mm-hmm. and she kissed spock yeah so it's, she also kissed william shatner i don't remember i don't like those ones <laughs> but he also like literally has a relationship at every planet that they go on
1: i think if, the picture if, i saw you know, he, she was kissing great to me yeah uh, this the uh, the picture i saw it was her kissing shatner but uh, regardless yeah. like to me if you're going to say something like that on national television, like. Fact check. Well, not even fact check, but like. So whoever knew. I don't know. It, it just seems stupid. It just seemed dumb. Like really. I wonder dumb. if
0: somebody trolled her. Do you think? So? I don't know. Really? really?
1: Maybe. Just like. I wouldn't put it. past. Don't, don't, don't claim to be. In a fandom if you're not. Because everybody's going to know so quickly that you're mm. full of shit. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's, it's like when you hear or you see people ask, like, football players, oh, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Which... I I don't buy that a big chunk of them are listening to Taylor Swift. Maybe some of them. And I believe that some of them are based off of the songs that they will say. But a big majority of them are just saying her big uh, songs, which is fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who cares? I don't like zero judgment. But it's indicative to me. It's like you may listen to it, but that's probably the only song that, you know, but I'm not. But they're also not claiming to be. A Taylor Swift fan. Correct. So it's it's stupid. Like, don't be that person. Sorry. Yeah, don't be that weird soapbox digress. I just thought it was really funny. It's <laughs> like, oh, honey, you stepped in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's not even the fandom like gatekeeping. You just don't know what you No, it's like you just so
1: stepped in it. Just like, just so missed the mark, but whatever. Anyway, sorry. It like, That was an ADHD moment. Like, you hit a trigger and it went off. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everybody.
0: (laughs) No, it's good. It's all good. I'm dropping everything. Jeez, I can't take you anywhere, can I? No. Anyways, back to the originally scheduled programming. So nesta once she has the mask she can feel the dead in the bog and she uses the mask to kind of take power over the kelpie and then we switch over to cassian's perspective and he's at the water and he he knows where she went into the water and you didn't write it down but i'm still gonna fucking say it because he can smell that she Peed herself. She pissed her pants out of fear. Oh my
1: god! I totally forgot that. I didn't. Oh, I can't believe I didn't put that in there. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. I still said
0: it. I still said it. It's <laughs> you longer. did. I mean, fair. Gross. Girl, I'd be pissing my pants too. Are you kidding me? Oh, I would too, but I don't want to think about Cassie and smelling it. Well, I mean,
1: no, but. I mean, I would be, like, scared sh- how he tracked be scared. I'd shitless too.
0: Oh, I probably would have like vomited. Oh yeah, peed, pooped, all of it. Every orifice. I'd would really be hope using not. Pill. Whatever it produced. No, I do not I, I don't know. Don't forget, in Akatar no, favors shit herself. So,
1: <laughs> no, please don't. Like you know Water how I, listen. You know how I feel. Okay. <laughs> you know how i feel about these snakes. <laughs> <laughs> watery bowels, is
0: all i'm gonna say
1: it's not even that like I can, I can handle that i can handle that it's the sewers i can't handle there's a lot of sewers <sighs> i can't handle the sewers Okay, Okay, we have to get back to this or I'll go on a rant about sewers. <laughs> Again.
0: Only only one really arbitrary rant per episode out of jail.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'll try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he is like desperately trying to figure out how to find her in the water from the shore. And Azriel's like circling from above and then spears of water... Shoot up into the sky. And the dead begin to emerge from the bog. And in the middle is Nesta wearing the mask.
1: Yeah, that's scary.
0: Oh yeah. The bitch put the mask on and used it dead to murder fuck the Kelpie and is coming back to the surface. And so Cassian talks to her because like people don't wear the mask like this. N- no, you may not be able to ever take it off. So he talks to her and calmly is like, you can take off the mask now. And so she does. And then she's just like petrified about what she just experienced. And he grabs her nest is trembling and it's all kinds of bad. And so they take, so he, and so they go back to where they've tied up two of the autumn court soldiers because they need to figure out what the fuck just happened and what happened to these guys. Cause like they've been missing for a hot minute. And so they go and scoop those two up and they all go back to like at cat or azriel winnows them back to the nightmare or the court of nightmares into a torture room. Uh yeah. <laughs> so the inner circle observes cat or t- asriel uh torturing the fuck out of these two guys <laughs> to try to get information out of them I, um, but okay. they seem to be under some kind of enchantment
1: i thought that was i mean that was obvious from the beginning i don't know why Azrael needed to go in and torture them like you're clearly not going to get anything i'm not saying don't go in and, and like try to figure out how to Stop it, change it, fix it, whatever. But, like, what is the point of torturing somebody who is clearly not there? Mm-hmm. i have not going to tell them anything.
0: Nope. They like, don't really learn anything from these two anyway. The lights on, but
1: exactly. The lights on, but nobody's home.
0: Yeah. So they think that they are under some kind of spell from Bry Allen and Kochi. And they're like, okay, well, you need to bring in Helion and see if he can break whatever the fuck is going on with Mm -hmm. these two. Because remember, Helion is a, he can cleave through things. So Cassian takes Nesta home and she takes like so many showers. But before she does that, they take the mask into a room that has been warded. So... She just, you know, trying to keep as few people from being able to access this thing as possible. Yeah. And she allows Reese to see what happened in the bog. And Amarin is also there. And she's like, that Kelpie is speaking a language that hasn't been spoken in 15,000 years. Why are you looking at me like that? because i need you to remember something okay <laughs> if you haven't finished house of sky and breath skip
1: ahead 30 seconds what language on. you got to say spoiler alert you have to say the words spoiler alert spoiler
0: alert okay there you go coming now what Did they say about the language Bryce ended up communicating with them with? It was super old. And how long has it been? Had it been since it was spoken? I don't fucking remember. 15,000 years.
1: Okay. But they are very clearly. Not. Just saying okay
0: okay any welcome back to those who haven't read crescent city (laughs) so um they talk about how pissed off the kelpie was and that uh maybe killed the very last one of its kind which like in my humble opinion like I'm on board with that extinction. That Kelpie seemed like a dick.
1: Yeah. They're not great. They seem a little scary. Not great.
0: Not not awesome. No. So Nesta takes like a lot of baths and Cassian brings her some food. And um,
1: it's we have a little nice moment thing. together.
0: Little trauma bonding physical. Okay. I might be the weird one here.
1: Oh, I I have a feeling. I know what you're going to say.
0: I would not want to have sex after almost dying,
1: girl. I am so with you on this. I like this irritates me. I don't know, like what what trope is this? Because that I fucking hate it. Like people who are in like severe times of grief or like usually grief is what I see or like stress or like it's just like people don't really do that
0: no I'm reading a book right now and I literally had to set it down for like a solid three weeks because the couple was at a dinner party and someone goes into anaphylactic shock and dies and then they leave they don't wait for like the cops or the ambulance to show up they all just bounce out of this private dinner and then the couple goes back and ends up having she's like crying until they get back to their penthouse apartment and then they end
1: up having sex And i'm like this is so thank you weird 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 and that's in movies all the time too i don't like this i don't like it like people don't i don't nobody i i wouldn't do that i don't think like you i don't think either like i just it doesn't seem like a normal response i mean i know everybody like responds to things differently but it just doesn't seem like a common thing but i see it all the time and i don't understand where it comes from
0: I don't either because like zero part of me after being drugged underwater into a creepy as bug full of dead bodies yep. would want to have sex. Yep. No I don't care how many baths I would take. No thanks. I'm good. No. Zero percent. Zero percent. So they go back to training and more priestesses have showed up. Yay! Yay. They got like a little crew going. <laughs> um, and then Gwen comes in and tells Nesta about this new technique she's learned about with helping Meryl in her research. And it's called mind-stilling. And this originated from the Valkyries. And it's used to study their minds and emotions. And it's kind of like a meditation. And it was a very, like, powerful—you didn't write it down, so I'm going to have to Google it. Hang on. Okay, so the quote is, I am the rock against which the surf crashes. Nothing can break me.
1: It's such a good quote.
0: And it comes with like a breathing practice and exercise. And I love it. I, I honestly think that this is, could be like legitimate meditation.
1: Well, that's what I when and, I was reading the book, that's I was like, oh OK, well, Nesta learns to meditate. But it's so fucking hard. It's so fucking hard to do. I can't do it. I don't know how people can like sit there and their mind goes quiet. My mind does not go quiet.
0: My mind does not go quiet either. I have a really hard, if I do like a guided meditation, I'm able to focus my brain on the words that the, the person is speaking. But like, if it goes to a point when you're like, there is nothing but like white noise, I, I, I cannot, Not have stray thoughts
1: come through my mind. You want to know what I like weirdly like is so I find so fucking relaxing. Listening to my husband play uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like the horse galloping. Oh, my God. Puts me in a fucking coma. I just I to the point where the other night. I recorded it. So that I can put it on my phone. (laughs) I know you called me and asked me for the correct microphone
0: settings to be able to record it. And then my husband sent you a Spotify playlist of the music from the game. Yes, he did. as As a backup. He did. Because my husband has been roped into also just participating in the best friendery that is Jill and I. Oh, Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's funny because Mark and I were actually talking about you guys tonight um about going to visit in May. And he was like, I'm actually really excited to meet them in person because surprise, surprise, everybody. They've never met in person. <laughs> no, we haven't.
0: <laughs> this is what happens when you live on opposite sides of the country for so
1: long. Yeah, It's, it's
0: hard to hang out in person, but we talk like...
1: Literally every day. That's what he said. He was like, "I feel like I know Melissa," so he was like, <laughs> "But he's like, I th- I'm pretty sure I'll get along with John." I was like, "Oh yeah, i will get along." Like gangbusters.
0: Anyone who like genuinely dislikes John, yeah, he's so chill. Like, how and, could like, you? Relaxed. I know. How the? F- how did my neurotic ass marry like the chillest human being to ever to exist i don't know and he likes
1: that i'm crazy (laughs) (laughs) like it works for him i wouldn't put mark in the chill category
0: mark is not chill mark is a good person like i really like mark yes like good good dude not chill not chill no <laughs> it's, okay. like, it, it's totally like everybody like I'm not
1: chill. No, I but that's what I was gonna admit. say. Not chill. N- I'm not chill either. So I'm, I mean I am and I'm not.
0: I'm gonna burst your bubble You are zero percent chill. <laughs> I think I can be, no. I am neurotic and you are more neurotic than I am. <laughs> Okay, I'll take your word for it. Of the two of us, which one is chiller? I would say me. No, it's definitely me. I think it depends on the situation. That's true. You and I both get very and in, like in, like intense about very particular things. Yes. Yeah.
1: No, I would agree with that. I would say it would very much depend on the situation and what we were doing.
0: Yeah. If it had anything to do with fonts, I would
1: blow you out of the water. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, I felt, okay. <laughs> I think I've told you this before. But I, like, for the longest time, I used to send Melissa all of the stuff I would, before I would post it on Instagram. Because she is, like, insane <laughs> about fonts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't like weird G's. Okay. Oh my god, which is funny because I actually love them. So <laughs> I, I just don't care anymore. I like. I've got, but I actually really have liked the stuff that I've posted. I like my fonts, but I'm sure you're doing a great, you're doing a great job. But yeah, I, you're not
0: posting anything with a horribly hideous G in it. So
1: I'm sure if I did, you would probably go in and delete I would say it. Something.
0: You would go. No, I wouldn't delete it. I would tell you, hey, I don't like that. Don't ever use that font
1: <laughs> don't again. Don't ever use that font
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. i will look- openly admit to it. I'm oh. very particular when it comes to fonts. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. But it's also very handy because then I can send you a picture of something and be like, hey, what font is this? <laughs> and she can tell me. <laughs> I can't
0: i can so it is a very useful skill yeah. that i have honed over 20 years of doing graphic design
1: yeah i'm trying to think of something like that for me off the top of my head but like i can't think of one off the top of my
0: you're head. you're helping me decorate my house i send you so many furniture i, <laughs> links. I love those chairs yeah i know I just, why are chairs so expensive?
1: Furniture, it's, the, it's furniture so in general is so expensive. It's and so, it's so
0: annoying. Like
1: it's so cheaply made now, and it's like I feel like I'm being ripped off every time I buy something because it's not 100. percent Unless you pay a good jillion fucking dollars, it's not real wood, and it's no. it's so annoying. Anyway, I'm yeah, sorry. Okay, let's rein it back in.
0: Sorry for the, you know, high speed chase of that divergence (laughs) back to back to what we were talking about, which is the Valkyries. And so Meryl has been studying the Valkyries. I feel like we might learn a little bit more about them so after you know training nesta and cassian begin or like during training they begin to work with swords and nesta's like kind of excited about it um and she's like why has it taken us so long to get here and and nesta's like it really enjoys practicing with the swords despite them like kind of being heavy and he's like you need to like have some basics like to
1: not fall over
0: Yeah. Her balance was shit.
1: It's funny. So, like, honestly, it's so it's so important. As stupid <laughs> as that sounds, like learning the basics of things is so fucking important. It's dumb. So important.
0: It's amazing. Like how like knowing when to breathe. Cause I don't know about you, but like when I work out, I tend to hold my breath. Like, especially if I'm like weightlifting and I'm like no, I, can't. I have to like think about breathing.
1: Oh, same, same. Actually, it's funny. So I work out with a trainer once a week and um, he can tell when I'm overthinking because he'll be like, stop, like, stop that. He's like, just do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the breathing thing. But I have to think about it. I have to like the quote difficult part of whatever it is that I'm lifting. Like that's the part where I breathe out, because if I don't do that, I will hold my breath. And then I will squeeze even harder than I'm squeezing already to the point where I am now in physical therapy because of it. But yeah, it's, that I agree. It's, it's very satisfying.
0: Yes, it is. So Nesta tries the stairs again. Mm-hmm. And she gets to step 6,000 this time. Girl Boom, is baby. making progress. Um, and because they've had so many priestesses join in on the training, Cassian has to recruit an assistant in the name of Azriel. Yay,
1: ass.
0: Yay. And Gwen and Nesta start practicing mind-stilling. And we really get this moment where Nesta feels at home in her own body for the first time in maybe ever it's really like warming yes. to see her grow so then because nesta is so connected to the sword training cassian decides to take her to a blacksmith and show her how the blades are made and nesta is like very quiet initially but it's cuz she is paying attention mm-hmm and while she's at the blacksmith, he actually help, lets her hammer on a sword and a dagger. And she helps make these two blades. And it's like very, like, she's like very into it. She's yeah. like, yes, I'm putting intention behind this. And, um, you know, Nesta and he spar a little bit. Uh, and then she hits... Like, they're sparring with their hands, and she hits the wood in a rage, and the wood kind of, like, is dented a little bit and, like, sparks a little burnt. Like, it's a little bit of her power comes out mm-hmm. into this wood. It's manifesting. And Lucian even sees this, and he's just like, oh, damn. Oh damn, I'm not gonna fuck with that one. Yeah. Not that he was fucking with any of them, but so the next day Helian gets there and he comes by Pegasus because of course he fucking does. Helian is extra AF, <laughs> but I love Helian. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Is Helian not extra?
1: Yeah, I like I mean I guess. My brain didn't focus in on that. My brain was focused on the Pegasus. Again, I make correlations in my brain. So like. Did you go Hercules? Yes. How did you know that? (laughs) Because I know you. How did you know that? Oh, my God. I didn't tell you that before the podcast. Like, I did not tell her that. She that literally just she guessed that. Holy fuck. <laughs> I know you. You did that with so, the other one too, with um Sister Act. I was like, how did you get that one too? Because Seraphim.
0: <laughs> it's not my fault. I understand every single pop culture reference you do. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not my fault. Anyways, Helion is there to see if he can figure out what the fuck is going on with those two Autumn Court soldiers. And he says that their body's actions are not their own, but there are not any spells binding them. It's like there's a fog around their minds. Any any theories of what might be going on with them? Spoilers.
1: Spoilers, spoiler, spoilers, spoilers. Skip um, ahead if you haven't read Thread of Glass. I wonder if they might be wearing some rings by chance. Or maybe a collar
0: or two. Yup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made out of some some word stone. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, I mean, yeah. I'm also asking that question. Huh? Yes. I'm also asking that question because it's never clearly defined. I don't know. I never really put thought
1: into what it was, if I'm being honest. Well, you, you're gonna have to go back and
0: reread this because you'll probably find a lot more clues.
1: Oh yeah. You're, definitely
0: oh no. You didn't you didn't know what you first read because no. you hadn't read anything
1: else. No, I know, which is kind of annoying because then I am gonna have to go back and reread it, which don't, you don't reread. I don't want to do... I, it's not that it... Yeah. One, I don't love rereading. Two, I have a lot to read this year. And I don't... Do. I don't want to go... Like, it's, it's a significant time commitment to reread SJM. And I don't want to do that because I've already... I spent six months of 2023 reading it. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that again. Fair. Fair. So then...
0: Helion also talks to Nesta, and he wants Nesta to attempt to create stronger wards around the mask that even Nesta can't penetrate. And, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out.
1: I don't really understand like how he thinks that's even possible, but...
0: I don't know. Helian just thinks that maybe no one should have access to the mask. I get that. Which kind of fair. Yeah. Kind of fair. So Az goes off to tell Eris about what the fuck is going on with these soldiers, aka all but two of them are dead. Sorry. Um, and then that night, Cassie and Inesta finally do it. <laughs> <laughs> And let's just say it's not bad. It's not it, bad. It was certainly not it, bad. They have a good time.
1: It was a a wonderful scene. I really enjoyed it. It was it was quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I So the I, real quick, have you listened to the graphic audio?
0: I'm actively listening to the graphic audio of... um, Okay, so since you know
1: me so well, is it going to be one that's going to make me physically uncomfortable to listen to?
0: I am only like an hour into it, so I haven't gotten into any of the spicy scenes. To be fair, none of the other spicy... So I've listened to the graphic audio of all of the other uh, Akatar books, like Akatar through um frost and starlight and none of them like led me so okay okay because i was worried about that
1: i'm working up the courage so I mean, it fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's honestly fine i really like the having the a different actor for every character portion of the graphic audio yeah that makes it nice yeah, I like it when the audiobook is like if there's multiple POVs, if there's multiple actors performing because I hate it when it's like a female narrator and she has to make a male voice. I hate it, or when if it's a male narrator and he has to make a female voice, I
1: hate it. I hate it. You don't like Jim Dale, Harry Potter. No,
0: what? I mean, it's just different. It's like a children's book. I like Jim Dale narrating. I don't like it when I okay baseline. Okay, so to be fair, I don't like listen to Jim Dale like Harry Potter. That like that's not my go to. I listen to like a lot of romance novels on it Audible, and I hate it. This is probably why I hate the pregnancy trope and like any t- like any kind of like single parent trope because i hate it when the audiobook narrator does a child's voice so much that's the worst
1: i think like, they talk like this and they're like i'm a kid I oh, fucking hate it i don't think i've ever actually listened to one because i don't think jim dale does it that way so yeah weird i it. Fucking- Hate it. I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. It's always like every book I've ever listened to has been that way, so it's not a big deal to me. Do it. Do it is the only way to go. Eh. I don't know. I think I would because I'm so used to it being one. It makes me wonder if I would be distracting that it's actually two. I don't know. No. Okay. Back to no. You will fall in love. Back the book. <laughs> sorry the ADHD is strong
0: <laughs> today it's very strong tonight so the next day Reese calls Ameren and Cassian and Azriel to his office because the blacksmith that Cassian and Nesta visited a few days ago um came and dumped those weapons on his doorstep is like I ain't fucking dealing with these anymore um, because Nesta might have unintentionally made new magic weapons, which haven't been made in like a long-ass time. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> so, then there's this whole debate of whether or not they want to tell Nesta that she did this. And Amarin and Reese don't, but As and Cassian, are on board. And Feyre becomes the deciding light. Uh Remember, Feyre doesn't know that her baby has fucking wings and is probably going to kill itself and her in the process of being born.
1: I, I'm still annoyed about it. Yeah. Ditto. This is very annoying that they are that they are all doing this. Like, not only to Farah but to Nesta. Like, I'm sorry. You should not. That's, I, I, I I hate no. this. I don't like it.
0: Like, Nesta didn't, like, intentionally make new magical weapons. No. Why, like, why would you not fucking tell her? There's no reason to not tell her. No. So, then Amron also weirdly pitches at the end of this conversation that... Maybe Reese should become high king of all of the fae He and he and Feyre become high king and queen.
1: <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know what response you want me to
0: have right now. <laughs> I just I I wanna know if you think that's foreshadowing of any kind.
1: Maybe, probably.
0: You never know. That would be. I don't think. Reese is like super not on board with it.
1: Yeah, which kind of always ends up how people get there.
0: That's who you want to be king. Yeah. The person who doesn't want to be king.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So it's like. If Amarin had her away, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do you think Cassian knew that? nesta would like quote make no 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 he was just like go beat it out
0: i think he does because the way it's described is it like he this is a very common thing of like taking it's kind of like in the military how they make the the recruits assemble their weapon they really want them to be intimately familiar with their weapons, with their rifle, with their sidearms, all of those kinds of things. I think it's the same kind of concept here where Cassian wants there to be a healthy respect for the weapon he's putting into Nesta's hands. And the way to do that is to take her to a blacksmith and have her understand what it takes to create that weapon.
1: I like that explanation. I'll take it. You're like,
0: I'll just acquiesce to Melissa's thought process on this one. I like it.
1: It makes sense to my brain. That's the thing. Like, if it makes sense, sense. I don't have to, like, I don't have to challenge it. Let's move forward.
0: (laughs) So... They decide to not immediately tell Mesta, and I disagree with this plan. Cassian's not on board with it, but he kind of doesn't have a choice because Reese makes the plan. But he does take her with him to go to the spring court to talk to Eris and tell, like, you know, give more information to Eris about the fate of his soldiers. And Eris is being a dick.
1: Surprise, priceless.
0: But Nesta's like, fuck you. Like, I love Nesta in this moment where, like, she puts Aeris in his place and tells him to, like, go fuck himself. And, like, she defends Cassian. She doesn't show any signs of weakness. And then during this conversation, fucking Tam Tam shows up in beast mode. And this is the first time he's ever really had a conversation with Nesta.
1: Other than, you know, and like she, screaming at her while she's cowering and he, you know, runs off with her sister. Sister. Yeah. So, like,
0: there one other interaction that <laughs> was we know has not been great. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Nesta points at Tamlin the way that she pointed at the King of Highburn. And then he walks away. <laughs> he, like,
1: backs off. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a don't scary, bitch. Nesta, <laughs> like, scary. I don't want to mess with her. Never mind.
0: <laughs> I'm not fucking with that one. Mm-mm. I, already, I already have enough problems. <laughs> don't eat her as one of them, too. So during practice, training practice, Emery and uh, with Emery and Gwen, Cassian asks Nesta um, if she had a sword, what she would call it and nesta doesn't really know but like nesta uh he cassian kind of pushes it and she gets a little sus about why he's asking this question so many times and after practice uh nesta you know he tells nesta that she has these three blades and that they're magical and this goes um badly for cassian (laughs) yeah because he's trying to explain that he was on her side the whole time and she just is annoyed with him about the fact that like this was at all a discussion that didn't include her she's like i clearly didn't do this fucking intentionally why are you guys all having this conversation
1: without me because they just unknowingly proved to nesta that they're not trustworthy to her Because they're all Mm -hmm. talking about her behind her back. They're all making decisions for her without including her.
0: I know. And it, like, I feel bad because Cassian voted to tell her, but it it doesn't matter. And, you know, Nesta is really mad. Mm -hmm. Like, she big mad. And she goes to the stairs. Because she's really pissed at Amryn because Amryn voted to not tell her and this time Nesta reaches the bottom of the stairs and she storms into Amron's room and she says she doesn't you know Amryn's like no I don't think you should have these, these weapons I think it's a bad idea and then Feyre comes in and then Nesta, in her rage, maybe lets the cat out of the bag that the inner circle has been keeping a little secret from Feyre, too. Mm-hmm. In that the kid has wings and is probably going to murder her. Mm-hmm. And... um. It's bad. Yeah. Nesta immediately, to be fair, Nesta immediately regrets it as soon as it comes out of flying out of her mouth. I don't disagree with Nesta. I don't think she should have said it in anger. I don't disagree with Nesta telling Feyre.
1: I'm with you. I did some, I did something similar. I won't go into details. But when my sister and I were teenagers, I got in trouble for something and I knew that my sister was doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing. And I definitely threw her under the bus to get the attention off of me. So like this came as a zero surprise from me. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a classic pissed off sister move here. In my, I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally see this happening.
0: Mm-hmm. And Reese is pissed and he essentially goes into Cassian's mind and says, Get Nesta out of the city before I kill her. You know what, Breeze?
1: Probably shouldn't have fucking lied. I I feel... Don't lie. Yeah, I felt zero. Like, it did not align with his thinking at all. At all. Mm -hmm. I felt like just... I was so grossed out by, like, him keeping that from her. I hate... Like, oh, Mm -hmm. It made me very fucking annoyed i didn't like it at all this was like a big negative for reese in my book
0: yeah this was a definite like point doc big point doc off of reese that he was willing to lie to pharah about this so cassian does he goes and gets nesta and he has a couple of packs for them and he flies the two of them out of the city and they go to this mountain range And they're going to go for a hike. And uh, Feyre like drops into Cassian's mind and she's like telling him that she is not mad. He's like surprised that she's not more mad. And I'm like, she's probably not mad at you. I was going to say, like, why
1: would I? Real mad at Reese. I didn't understand. I mean, I don't understand why Cassian thought he was like she would be angry with him.
0: I thought he... She would... He, I think... He, oh, ugh, ugh, Words did not string together correctly in that moment. I think he thought that Feyre was going to be angrier at Nesta than she is. She's not mad at Nesta, like, really at all. Because Nesta's the only one who fucking told her the
1: truth. Yeah. But yeah. I would feel the exact same way. I Same. Like, I'd be... Pissed if my sister like that she had initially kept something from me, but also glad that she fucking told me. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I even as as fucked up as like Nesta and Vera's relationship is, I think they both know deep down that they're they will that they're sisters, they will be there for each other. It, mm-hmm. there's a ah. there's a oh. big loyalty streak there and it's not like <sighs> they're the type to fight but they'll always come back to each other.
0: Oh, 100%. They're the they're the types of sisters that are like the only person who's allowed to fuck with my sister is me. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Mhm.
0: That's the kind of sisters that they are. And I can appreciate that because I understand that because it's kind of how my relationship with my sister is. Like, the only one who's allowed to fuck with her is
1: me. Oh, that's exactly how I feel. Like, God help you if you hurt Mm. my sister's feelings. Like, I will hold the grudge against you forever. Like, mm. Oh, and you can hold a grudge like a pro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in the words of Taylor Swift, like, you don't have to forgive people. Like, you don't. No. You don't. You move on, but you don't you sure have to don't. forget people. So, you don't. Trash you don't takes have to itself them. out every time. Uh, to quote Taylor Swift again? Yep. <laughs> it's, I'm going to get that like a, a, on a sweatshirt or a t shirt or tattooed on me or something. 100%. I
0: love it. 100%. So, they go on this hike and. Nessa's just like literally not speaking. And it's a couple of days that they go through this hike and they're, they're walking. She's not speaking. She is not, she's having a lot of negative self-talk happening inside of her head. Cassian's mad at her. But it's not so much like as like the further into the hike they go, the the anger melts away, and it's really just more concern for her, and you know, f- feeling culpable and the level of betrayal that she felt, and all of those kinds of things. And on like day three of the hike, Nesta faints, and Nast Cassian grabs her, and he's like, "Did you drink?" Water and she's just like A void Of a human like there's Nothing in her eyes she's Just an empty Shell at this Point and she falls asleep And the next day They they set out again and they get To this you know Kind of the destination of where They're going and it's this beautiful Turquoise blue Body of water nestled between These two peaks And Nesta's describing it. And she's like, her vision begins to blur. She falls to the stone and she's weeping, weeping and asking if she's worth being counted. And she's just crying and crying and crying. And Cassian holds her as she cries. And he... Tells her some things that I I need to say So these are quotes Straight from the book So he says Cassian leaned leaned to whisper in her ear Oh, that's the wrong line Okay Let me correct myself I'll be with you Every step of the way Just don't lock me out You want to walk in silence for a week I'm fine with that so long as you talk to me at the end. And he also says, keep reaching out your hand. And I think this might be the first time in Nesta's life she feels fully accepted by someone. Like, Cassian walked this whole way with her. And she's breaking down. She's at her most vulnerable and he's holding her and he tells her the story about his mother and how after he found out that she had been killed, he essentially killed anyone who tried to stay in that Illyrian camp and how it took him 10 years to work through that anger and how he understands hating yourself. Because I think it it's very clear Cassian feels a ton of guilt about what happens to his mother. And that he wasn't there to stop it and to help her. And they start practicing with their swords, and Nesta is perfect.
1: I, the last two, those last two chapters, chapter 49, and chapter 50, I was bawling. Same. Bawling. I cried. Like, I, you said something that I don't necessarily agree with. Not, you said, you said that you feel like this is the first time Nesta feels accepted. That's not what I took from it. So I, 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 when we started this book, I think I alluded to the fact. I think I said I had like severe depression when I was in high school. And I remember a time where my mom and I had gotten into a huge fucking argument and I kind of did what Nesta did just shut down. And I was like, already, Kind of in that space where not eating, not sleeping, not drinking, like just w- was the shell that you described. And she took me to the beach. We lived near a beach and like I just sobbed. And so reading this chapter was like, oh my God, it was like going back there. <laughs> for like a lot of reasons because to me, was at the time it like my mom was not, my parents were not equipped to deal with someone who like was in the mental state that I was like, they didn't really know what to do with me. And I like desperately asked for help. And, and that was around the time that like, they kind of started taking me seriously. And I, cause I like had gone started, went to a therapist and, And stuff like that, but I remember that instance because it was the first time I think it felt okay to break down and like I wasn't alone. I think here Nesta feels like, okay, I'm not the only person that like feels that self-loathing. Like my experience with my mom, it was not that like, I didn't think that she felt that way about herself. It was more about like, okay, I'm not, I'm just not alone. That was kind of like all I needed in that moment. But to me, it was that, that is what I took from it. Not that he like accepted her, but that is like, Hey, you are not the only one who has like an intense self-hatred. And sometimes you have to like you have to work through it because you can either lay down and give up or you can keep going because it'll eat you alive. It really will.
0: Yeah. And it's clear that it's eating her alive in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's clear. And I think it just shows to me how, Perfect, Cassie and Anesta are for each other uh-huh. because they understand each other
1: in a way that, like,
0: you just can't manufacture.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, because it was because he was able to like communicate to her mm-hmm. that I get it.
0: Yeah, and he allows her to walk for three days in silence, and he doesn't push her Mm -hmm. to speak Mm -hmm. he allowed her that space yeah oh gosh this book made me cry like six times oh my god it definitely did this is not the last time we're gonna get emotional about what this book
1: did to us it was it was definitely i you know, I saw somewhere. I have a friend actually from high school who reached out to me recently. She's like, "Oh, do I have to read this book?" because she I don't think she's the biggest fan of Cassian and Nesta. And I was like, "No, no, no, you absolutely have to read it." Um, but I told her I was like, "It it's one of my it, it's my favorite book in the series and it's so good." But I did see somewhere that people who don't like Nesta dealt with a Nesta and that people who love Nesta have been Nesta. And I'm like, Oh God. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So I think, and, and and that's Mm -hmm. how I felt. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Somebody was able to articulate and put down on paper, like how it feels and to have that like intense self-loathing. So,
0: mm-hmm yeah uh, that is definitely the part of nesta i connect with the most like that really deep negative self-talk
1: mm-hmm. the
0: the disliking of yourself there was another book i read once and it had this line that i still like have to remind myself of like every day which is you need to be your you need to be a friend to yourself you need to treat yourself with kindness mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm not kind to myself in my own head. Not at all. I know. So. And it's tough because like you see, you know, it. it's, it's so fascinating when you identify with this fictional character who feels so real and like. I just have to like applaud SJM because these characters feel so authentic and real. And like they're there's so much of what I see in myself in this character. Mm-hmm. And like she she's an incredible writer. And like, yeah, she writes romantic novels, but that doesn't mean that there isn't really good substance mm-hmm. in there. And I think the part of me that is starting to heal a little bit, because I used to be the person who wouldn't read anything that wasn't like a classic lit or like very highbrow books. And it wasn't until like about a year and a half ago that I started reading Romance novels and I fell in love with the genre. And then my friend Lily got me into these books where I kind of like allowed myself to just enjoy the thing I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And like to find something that I enjoy this much that also has this much to say is like, I didn't expect to be moved by a a silly romance novel about
1: fairies (laughs) i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't have either but then again like i'm also that person like it's not i don't know maybe i just get too attached in books because especially if it's a series i get oh my god just so attached to characters and oh god, I yeah, you articulated that very well. I yeah. agree. It just, oh, I love it when I, I would put S J M and I don't know. I'm like a broken record. Um, Taylor Swift in the same category. They're very good at articulating things that are hard to put into words. And they can capture the experience of a lot of women. hmm And I think that it's good to see that it's more universal than we all think it is. I. So.
0: Yeah. And to me, this is just a grand testament to the importance of the arts mm-hmm. and having things like this exist because you do find that collective experience within these things. Like everyone who reads a court of silver flames will probably walk away feeling a little bit differently, but I walked away like profoundly changed as a human being because of it. And I can never be thankful enough and it's why I'm so passionate. And like, yeah, it's fun to theorize about what's going to happen in the future books and you know, what little Easter eggs, if things have been laid, like who is Asriel's mate? Like those are all really fun things to talk about. But at the end of the day, there was a character that I saw myself in, in a way that was a net positive to my lived experience. And that is the power of media. Mm -hmm. And it's the power of media that we don't appreciate most of the time.
1: I feel like reading is a very underappreciated media. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I wish... I saw a study... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna
1: say, I wish people enjoyed it more, but I do love. I think it's silly. Like people, I know people get embarrassed about like romance novels or whatever. I think it's stupid. If you're reading and you're enjoying it, who gives a fuck? Like, just mm-hmm. yeah. If if you're enjoying it, like, lean in.
0: Doesn't yeah yeah I. I read a study the other day. In it, you know, take this with a grain of salt. The sample size was fifteen hundred Americans, so it's very small. But they were asking them how often, how many books they read, and if you read more than one book, you're already in the fiftieth percentile of top readers.
1: I in saw the US. that. I think the number and I saw was like, like a little higher, but yeah, but yeah, if you read yeah. more than, a, it was a handful. It was such a small handful.
0: Yeah, you're in the 99th percentile if you read more than 50 books. So I'm in the 1% of book readers. Good for you. <laughs> Cuz I read 100 books last year, so well technically 101, but yeah. I, like it, it's it's crazy. Yeah.
1: I am, I was slightly disappointed with my like final number of books that I read.
0: You started reading again, like, heavily in, like,
1: July, August. Yes. Fair. So, and then I did kind of slow down there for a little bit, like, for a couple months. But even still, like, <laughs> I, to be f- in my opinion, I only read, like, I think it was, like, 15 or 16. But they were all very long books. I also feel like You read a lot of long books. Yeah, I feel like that counts for something. Like they were all like yeah, 15 you're like plus hour audio okay. books. Yeah. Like I it, it's not like I read a bunch of little like I only read like a bunch of little ones like no. They yeah, were all very long books. So Yeah. I uh I don't know. I love it. I really like that my girls also enjoy it. Mm-hmm. In their own respective ways. My youngest at the moment is into manga, which I think it helps. I think it helps and keeps her engaged because I know she likes the stories, mm-hmm. but she she said before that she she likes the pictures. So I think it helps keep it long. But which is why she hasn't gone into like the big series, even though I think she would enjoy the story if there was more. Picture cuz like, you know. you get into like percy jackson and all of those. like they decrease the pictures Mm. so um so i'm trying to like get into the graphic novels and then my older one she's she reads the like ya romance stuff Mm -hmm. um but we've i think we talked about it before she won she colleen hoover so we'll see how that goes i'm gonna give her tessa bailey or somebody else next yeah i mean and poetry she's also she also liked poetry
0: i can't do poetry so big props to her i know i'm like poetry is
1: not my when thing she asked for those books i was like fucking floored and impressed you're like short kiddo yeah i felt fo- like i'm okay maybe i'm a maybe i'm a little <laughs> indulgent if my kid asked me for a book i'm gonna say yes like i won't say no hmm I I don't care what store we're at. You hand me a book. Sure. Answer is yes. I have no problem saying Mm -hmm. yes to a book. But I was never into poetry. I fucking hate poetry. With the exception of people like Shel Silverstein. That's different. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just impressed. But she's also very big into um, artists who are lyricists. So... Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so those two things kind of go hand in hand yeah yeah but like the fact that she has this like super fun interest like i love that for her Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: not not into the colleen hoover though sorry kiddo like i need you to have slightly more sophisticated taste (laughs) i man
1: i wish like i desperately would love to hand her a Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if she would like it or not because she was like she likes Harry Potter. So she's kind of into fantasy stuff, but, you know, not all at the same time. So we'll see. I don't know. But at the same there's also the spicy stuff, which like there's not a ton of in Akatar, but, you know. Uh. Yeah,
0: but you can't hand her Akatar without following it up with ACOMAF and like. Yeah, that's the
1: problem. chapter 55 exists (laughs) i'll say i will say this though i would happily hand her throne of glass i don't oh yeah i don't know if i've come across a spicy scene yet or if i'm gonna you are going to okay
0: so at the like I'm. she started empire of storms yes you you
1: have quite the scene to read okay Okay, so up until Empire of Storms, like, there wasn't anything insanely spicy, but, like, I would, like, it's such a good, both the series have just such strong female characters. Oh, my God, I love them.
0: All three of them, because you can make the same argument about Crescent City. Grace is definitely a strong female character, for sure.
1: But they all are. It's not even just the leads, Mm. like, all of them all of
0: them oh yeah there's so many every character in an sjm book it has you know redeeming qualities It's why i don't think eris is evil yes this is true so that is the end of part two of a court of silver flame this is the end of blades uh Obviously it ends on this very emotional note, and that leaves part three, which is gonna be called Valkyrie.
1: I was like absolutely stoked for that part of the book. I was like,
0: yes. I, I was like, I I love where this story is going. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to end, but I am so on board with this
1: journey. Okay.
0: 1000%. so on board. And I think we have so many more really amazing things to talk about, but I think we need to call it here because we have been recording for a long time. Yeah. But thank you all so much for listening. If you want to check out what is coming up next on the pod, be sure to follow us over on Instagram. It's mel the letter n jill geek out at not at just that's it that's the handle mel and jill geek out if you have a suggestion of what we should geek out about next you should shoot us an email over at jill and mel geek out at gmail.com again thank you so much for listening as jill and i both got emotionally moved again by a book (laughs) even though we're literally looking at bullet points of what goes on in the chapters my name is melissa and i'm jill And this has been Mel and Jill Geek Out. Bye, guys. Bye.